Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Here's an artist you're gonna love to know. Hi, I'm Anamika Hops. This is day 51 in a row going live to create the Art Friend Show. Today's guest is Cleo and she'll be joining us shortly to share her breadth of experience as a professional working artist. She's worked in many capacities and I'm very curious to get to know more. And we're also gonna learn about scarves and Patreon and all kinds of good things. Without further ado, Yay! Hi, Cleo! <laughs> We're doing it. Can you tell everyone your full name and where you live and what you make? Um, my name is Cleo Papanicholas. Um, so my last name's a little long, so I go by Cleo Maid. That's on all my socials. And my website is Cleo Maid also. Mm-hmm. M-A-D-E. A lot of people think it's M-A-I-D. I feel that way. <laughs> oh, interesting. Cleo Maid. Like Cleo made this. Yes, exactly. Leo made art. Right. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Got it. Um, so about myself, I, I live in Berkeley, and I'm pretty much Bay Area girl. I, I went to Berkeley High. I went to CCA in Oakland, and then I went to Cal for graduate school in painting. Um, but I have traveled a bit. I like to get out. Um, so I've just done a lot of different art careers, and yeah. I share some of that experience with you. And I think it, it helps when people are just starting out, they like, oh, can I really make a living as an artist? And how do I do it? And is it hard? And what do I do in that? So, Yes, I'd love to hear about some of the many things you've done. First, though, can we look at these, look behind her, anyone watching, these are scarves that have your designs on them. Can you tell us a bit about okay. the scarves and what the deal is? Yeah, so I, um, I was teaching art. And I was, I really wanted one of those old fashioned like pull down charts that they have it on blackboards where there would be a map or like parts of a flower for science or something like that. And I was like, what I really need is a chart that illustrates all these things. So I don't have to keep going and redrawing stuff on the whiteboard or trying to find slides of it. Uh, I started making these, you know, like one for portraits and one for this one is lettering that's behind me. Um, this one I have is squash um oh cool it's like all the different you know techniques and styles and stuff um and i was making them as posters but i was having a lot of technical difficulties because like when you fold the paper it starts cracking and i wanted a nice print and so i ended up making them on fabric and then as wash you'd make them as scarves so um it's you know it's scarf but i kind of think of a hanging them on your wall but you can wear them you can blow your nose on them i really like the idea of kind of a, a portable studio because yeah. i moved around a lot and rented a lot and like when you're packing up your stuff you just have to set up anywhere and i love that i could you know i could fold up a dozen of these in an envelope and take them with me and be able to set up my shop anywhere And they're cheap. I like I like to be able to make art that people can afford. Um, 
because you know I've been a fine art painter and you're selling something for thousands of dollars, but I really want to connect with people that can buy something for twenty five dollars. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the range of that. And yeah, so how many would you say you've designed like in your scarf in your scarf career? <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ten here so far, mm -hmm. um, but then I have a lot of them. Like right now, I'm working on one about how to paint flowers, and like this is one of my prototypes, one of my older designs when it was a poster. Okay. So oh, cool. This will soon be a scarf. Um, it's like a whole, a whole class yeah. on a. It is. <laughs> That's the whole cool. idea. Yeah, because like when someone says how to paint flowers. I just really want students to know that you're learning their way to paint flowers, but there's really, you know, 50 other ways to paint flowers as well. So I do like to try and put a bunch of examples of different styles on there. Uh -huh. uh, so when someone is taking a painting class, they should try several different teachers because they're going to learn several different ways. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Go team on that. Yeah. I mean, I work, I work primarily with people who either already have their own style or they've studied with a bunch of teachers and they want to find their own uh -huh. way, you know, or they've never tried it. And I love that too. Cause then like, you don't have to do it just like anyone else. Anyway. Okay. Not about me. Just <laughs> this is a, a small sideline, but I did, I wrote this book called the opposite is also true. Um, and illustrated it. And it's that, it's that where a teacher is going to say, this is the way to do it. And then I found in my art career and my art school career is that, if you think of what the opposite of that is, that's good too. Yeah. Like, there's not just one way. That is so, so cool. I would love your book. Yeah. I have a whole book on that. Very cool. Um, uh, so let's see, we were going to talk about careers. Well, but wait, wait, first, how does it work for people to oh get, either buy your scarves and then also you're working with the Patreon concept? Yes. About that. So I learned, um, through the Art Brand Alliance, which is this alliance I'm one of our members, had a Patreon. I was like, how does that work? So she told me, so I'll tell you. Um, so Patreon is, you know, for, it's kind of an online blogging platform and a lot of people do videos, um, you know, video games, all, but then you can also write. You can, a lot of artists are on there. Um, and so like you go onto my Instagram, cleomade.com, Cleomade or my website, cleomade.com. Yeah. And the link to the Patreon. And so you subscribe. Um, and it's a way to get paid for blogging, which, you know, without having to do ads. So on mine, you can subscribe for $5 a month. And it's, uh, you get my art lessons. And I just do videos once a week on an art lesson. And they're real casual. Mm -hmm. um, or you can subscribe to $25 a month and you get one of these in the mail, yes. one of the scarves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so Patreon just really helps the artists because they take the credit card and they do the mailing list. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to download a little spreadsheet every month on who's subscribed and what their addresses are. Yeah. And so that's just like one bookkeeping thing that I couldn't possibly do myself. <laughs> so it's really something to get up for, a, you know, for people to be repeating supporters of yes. your art and, and or subscribe to those videos and the receiving the uh -huh. scarf. Uh huh. Yeah. I love that. So it's, it's really great that I can, you know, keep contact with my audience and keep up to date and, but also have somebody taking care of that mm -hmm. one bookkeeping thing for me. 
That's super cool. How long have you been doing your Patreon? It's only been about five months so far, I think. Yeah. So how's it, how's it going so far? It's going pretty well. I had a little flurry at the beginning. And then I do notice that when I promote like newsletter, I have a newsletter or I do more Instagram, then I'll get a little uptick. But I got to say, I'm not very good at that. So word of mouth helps. Word of mouth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's noticeable when I do promote, I'll get some more members. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when a member, like if a member, somebody's watching this and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to learn from this person and get in there. So is there a link in your profile? Can they, yeah. can they get up right now and get access to it? Yes, there's a link on in my profile. I have one of those link trees and it'll just say Patreon Scarf Club and they can sign up through there. Yeah. Rad. And that's Leo made on Patreon as well. <laughs> Everything's Leo made. Yeah. Leo made everything. Yeah. Leo made everything. I love that so much. I made, I just want to show you because um, in undergrad, I studied painting and fibers. Ooh. And I made this um, like as a, uh, I actually did it to test out all my silk dyes. And so it was mixing, you know, yeah. all of these colors. It's just a color uh, chart. These huh? colors mixed with those colors and then with either uh, black or white gutta. Yeah. But this thing has always been kind of a reminder to me of how much I love textiles and how much I want to get back there eventually. So just as a scarf lover and mostly just doing a show and tell and be like, I made scarves once. I love it. <laughs> And then you yeah. can just, it's a reference too. You hang it on your wall and every time you want to check a color, I've got a, I've got a photo. Yeah. There yeah. Too. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Are yeah. we kindred spirits or what? Look, I want that scarf. Like that would be the one I want. And I love having those references on my wall, especially for color mixing, because I don't really follow the, the color wheel as much as I follow swatch charts because I want to just be able to like imagine a color in my head and then see it and then know how I made it as uh -huh. if I'm going gosh are these you know analogous or whatever I swear those fundamentals of of um the elements of art and the and the foundations of color theory I go back I actually do kind of live and die by this like these these reference tools I have like value charts color wheels all those basics it really helps uh-huh um okay let's hear about so you told me that you've you've attempted this once maybe perhaps for your patreon yeah. where you are sharing all the things you've done professionally right. and so i am i think it's very valuable to do that and i would love to hear like maybe we do i can even just set a timer for like five minutes and you just try to list as many <laughs> as you can and we go into on a few what do you think um yeah, I think, yeah, I can try and say some, um, as I get to them, I kind of go off on tangents. Oh my gosh, it's going already. Okay, so <laughs> this is just playful. Okay. This is not I don't, really, I don't about things. it's just going to keep us on track. So, okay, from the, from, how about, do you want to do chronologically? Yeah. How does your, okay, just so, go. We're just going to so listen. Out of art school, I started painting, um, like commercial decorative painting. So that's like wall glazing, murals, shopping centers, rich people's ceilings with grapevines and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then at the same time, I was also doing fine art painting. So that was, uh, you know, canvases or paper things in a frame shop or a gallery. Mm -hmm. And then I went to grad school 
and I came out just doing big oil paintings. So I did some of those shows. Um, that was exhausting and the, certain, you know, I can talk what's good and bad about that. Um, but I wanted to like do more of a desk job without all the toxic stuff and without the arm pain. Um, so I got into illustration and licensing. And from that, I uh, wrote, wrote and illustrated my book. And then right there, I had two kids. So things change when you have kids. <laughs> um, then I did a lot of online teaching and some in-person teaching at my old school in the, um, at CCA in the extension department. Mm -hmm. And the online teaching uh, was for like uh, creative bug, creative live, mm -hmm. Skillshare, places like that, as well as Zoom in the pandemic. I did like Zoom teaching a lot. Um, and now I'm trying to do my Patreon. And I also, oh, during this, I have a lot of freelance uh, clients. So illustration, graphic design, you know, I worked doing, you know, packaging and uh, display stuff and all of that. Uh, yeah, and now I'm, I also work, now I'm doing some creative bug stuff on their blog and also uh, teaching classes. But the blog stuff's really fun because I get to make um, little paper products, printables. <laughs> I like having a, it's like doing puzzles. <laughs> Huh. How was that? Did I get enough in in five minutes? <laughs> You're doing great, honey. You actually, that was just two minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so we go so in depth on things now. I'm going to turn this off because it's more, this is more just for play and like giving <laughs> Um. So I don't know who uh, your viewers, like what they're most interested in, whether it's like fine art or. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the business. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my viewers are like us, you know, <laughs> some of us are in the art brand alliance and like fully doing businesses around this. Some people are kind of coming up and finding their style, but I really feel that I'm a, that's why I'm called dubbing it art friend. I feel like I'm a professional peer kind mm -hmm. of like, um, so I think every aspect of your career is fascinating. What I would prompt you with is, what what have you enjoyed the most and maybe what was like what was real annoying like could we hear about a couple of of yeah of those things you've oh, done gosh <laughs> i must have like really repressed some of the annoying stuff because i know it was um <laughs> it's a survival technique you know, <laughs> cool everything everything has really taught me a lot like the um you know the commercial stuff i did you know at c Although it was annoying to have to like paint exactly what an interior decorator told me to paint, mm -hmm. um, the fact and like a client would be standing behind me and you know, oh, you can paint five birds on my mantle, but what if you paint it a little faster? Can you paint eight? You know, and they would watch. Well, and, you know, performative. Yeah. Um, or if I was doing a mural in a shopping center, everyone would walk by yeah. and comment. Um, yes. And so it just really. Like, I, I don't really have a problem doing, you know, live demos in class or anything like that because I'm just, I'm so over it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to sure. be messier if someone's talking to me, but whatever. Yeah. You know? um, cool. So, I, so do you I learned a lot there. Do you specifically seek out performance opportunities or do you just, you're, you're just like... Mm -hmm. I'm, you're fine with it because you have so much practice. Like, how is that for you? Having... I, I would say 
lately I am in a phase now where I'd rather not. So okay. I'll I do it with my Patreon. Yeah. And I find that when I um I start narrating myself what I'm doing. <laughs> and because, you know, you're like for my Patreon, I will take all the sound off of my painting and then I'll narr narrate it afterwards. I'll dub over. Uh -huh. uh, so I don't have to talk while I'm painting. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm in a class live or a Zoom live or something and you have to talk and paint at the same time, it it's just a weird different headspace. <laughs> because it's much more public and you're not really focusing that much on what's going on at the end of your paintbrush, which to me is like the most important point. Mm -hmm. But when you're narrating what you're doing, it's um, you know, more of a show, I guess. Yeah. Um, so my phase right now is I'm like, let's see what happens if I don't put as much pressure on my art to make money from it. And I just noodle and tinker in my studio alone. Mm -hmm. I like to do. You gotta, you gotta really like to sort of be a hermit if you want to just do that kind of painting. And I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people are more public and outward facing and like to share studios. And, and I, I like that some too. I, I like balance, but. I'm going to go through a phase where I'm not. Yeah. It sounds like you've kind of had to do a lot of that yeah. more facing work. And so you can honor that now. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was also thinking of my career too. It's like, you know, when I was in art school and young and punky and doing fine art and there's a, there's a big attitude of like trying to be intellectual or kind of, uh, you know, the, all the verbiage that everyone uses in art reviews and talking to each other. And, you know, you just, it's, it's a kind of a tougher a feel. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I get a mom in one of my classes that was just like, oh, I'm coming back to school after raising kids. And I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, you've got a, you've got a studio in your house paid for it. And here I am like trying to find anything I can make into a space to paint, you know, um, and I kind of thought, well, that was, you know, rougher and more real. But now that I'm in that phase of having more of a cush life and not having to, you know, spend every minute, um, you know, making my working by the hour to get that paint out. I'm like, oh, actually, it is a lot harder to do <laughs> some of this other stuff. And I am a lot smarter than what I was back then. Yeah. So it's you're you're noticing that the perspective of that mom that you might have dismissed perhaps yeah. that when you were younger it's actually she's really she's got obviously something to contribute but also she's what you're I think what I'm hearing you say is it still takes a lot to carve out the time to paint and to show up and to make interesting work yeah mm -hmm. yeah my kids are now they're going off soon uh so I have a lot more time yeah <laughs> When I was younger, it was harder. Um, so let's see, I guess, I don't know how I got on that tangent. Um, well, we were, we were talking about a few different experiences and I asked, what did you love? And essentially what was annoying or what were some things you didn't love? And maybe that's where that came from. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so fine art, fine art, like I was, you're definitely a commodity mm. in that one. That one's a little bit annoying, like, mm -hmm. I, you you put your whole soul and thoughts and body into your painting and then someone's trading it or you know just using to show it off 
at a party or like I sold a painting to a really rich person who had a lot of really nice art and I, I went and hung it in her house and um, it was just going to be up for a party. Then it was going to go in storage. <laughs> and like, oh, and then, but at the yeah. same time, it was also, she was a really good client and she was going to promote me and introduce me to her other gallerists and because uh -huh. she wanted her investment to go up. Because like if I mm -hmm. got into more galleries and my prices of my paintings sold for more, then her investment would be more. So that's a yeah. real different way of thinking of art for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah that's a whole world. That's yeah. a whole world. Like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I have this story of I've been in Portland, you know, for 14 years and making art. And I saw one of my, <laughs> some of my pieces at Goodwill. <laughs> It's just like, you know what, this, like, as an artist, we make stuff, yeah. we make things, Objects. we make physical yeah. things that exist in the world. And it's, it's confronting on like a resource intensive perspective and on the, you know, what are they worth and what does it mean? And then I was like, yeah, it's just stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I didn't buy it. I was just yeah. like, keep doing your work in the world. <laughs> yeah. Ceramics teacher that was like... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, just to let you guys know, you're all making stuff. <laughs> object. Yeah. And the definition of object is something that gets in your way. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So yeah. A lot of people do tear up their paintings if they are going to, just to control where they end up <laughs> at the end, you know, if, if, yeah. if they're not keep track of it. Yeah, I've, I've heard of, I've heard of that. I, I've had like a, anyway, we could talk about yeah. the stuffness. <laughs> so many stories <laughs> of that. Um, um yeah. So I did, I guess I could, there was a couple I didn't hit on, um, you know, the freelance design and illustration and licensing. So I, um, to do the licensing, I hooked up with another author who was already well-known. Um, so she was able to quickly get us a licensing agent. Um, and so I, it was really her licensing agent. I did all the illustrations and the, the visual stuff and she did all the writing. Um, but I got to work with tons of companies. Um, and that was, that was fun on the one hand, because you like, you go into a store and see your work. <laughs> That's really fun. But then that was really, I came out of that thinking, boy, did I make a lot of stuff that's going in the landfill. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, yeah. So then I, from that, I was like, well, I want to write and illustrate my own book. Um, so the licensing, actually, you keep, you get the checks afterwards, right? So then the whole year after I stopped doing that, I was getting the checks. And that was, I, I was actually pregnant then too. So my baby and my book were due on the same day. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. So I just had to really work. Uh, my baby was late. So I was working up to the last minute. Um, and it's books are, I'm not, there are some people who are able to make really popular books that um send them money but uh mine are more art books so i've done that twice where you just spend the whole year making and writing illustrating a book and then it's great to have it's great to hand out to people um and i i use it as you know a basis for it's like a textbook for my classes sometimes yeah. um totally. but i would not call that a money-making thing if anybody wants to do that as a career <laughs> i um, I appreciate you being so frank about that. So I have I have enough curriculum for more than more than a yeah. book, and it's like so, it will be so immensely fulfilling to me when yeah. I can 
create a book, but the thing I found, the people I help make books are like, they've already retired, they've already saved for retirement, they're funding their own thing. Like the, the there's a sense of being the steward of the book. Yeah. In 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 a lot of cases, some people really get great deals and, and make money off of it. But it sounds like you're you're one of the honest people who's like sometimes we are the one who causes the book in the world and then it's not yeah. bigger. I, I mean, I I did go through all of the professional ways and I you know one one book I had an agent, a very professional agent, and they got and both of them you know had all the contracts and I got the advances and stuff, but. Yeah, you know, I the advances were pretty good, but I couldn't. I didn't never pay back and start earning after that. You know, so yeah. you have to sell a lot of books to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, I'd love to see your. I mean, I would love to see your books. Yeah. So, where are they available? Um, Can people buy them from you directly or online or both? Yeah, the opposite is also true. Is available on Amazon, and I'm not sure if it's in bookstores now. Can I grab them? Hold on. Yeah, please do. Love to see them. Okay. Excuse me. Right back here. That's this one. Yay. Okay. Um, okay. So it's backwards because we're in selfie right. mode, but um, you can um, get a sense of the cover. So it has, oh, this is fine. This one, it has like two opposite things, and then it has a page of journaling. So it, the format is you one way, the other way, and figure out your own way. Um, oh, and cool. that one I had, like, my editor was super involved and did, you know, changed everything, asked for all kinds of stuff. And the, the first one I did is this one is called Cook Until Desired Tenderness. Oh, uh, cute title. And this is about, it's like food as a, it's like a whole kind of a fake, a fake journal. Wow. Um, and that's really full color illustration. And um, I have a bunch of these here, but I think that the they are not available through the publisher anymore. So I do, you know, if anybody really wants one, I'm going to try and put them up on my website. <laughs> the food one, does it have recipes or essays, illustrations? What's the um, style? Uh, it, it doesn't really have recipes. It's a novella, a little novel that I wrote in the first person, which cool. I could talk about that. <laughs> I kind of regret it because everyone thinks I did all the stuff. Um, but it's supposed to be a little fictional journal about someone, you know, growing up and learning about food and cooking in a professional kitchen. And it's, it's just a big metaphor for food is love and love. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what a cool project. I'm just so struck by how distinct your ideas are and they're fully executed in these concepts like your your scar your your charts are then scars that then travel informed by you know your uh, needing to move a lot in your early art and, and your book is this fully implemented concept yeah so cool well they are I think that art students those those you know bratty not kidding I mean I'm sure they have value but <laughs> They would be impressed by your work. <laughs> I, it takes a ton of distilling. I mean, like, like this book, I just started writing. Um, anytime I found an instance of like a quote or something from a book or something that as a metaphor, food is love. Yeah. I just, I would take notes and I ended up with just tons of notes everywhere. And I ended up like actually cutting, writing them and cutting them up and taping them together. And 
I had this thing that stretched across the floor. <laughs> I mean, so it's just a constant distilling down and down and down and down, trying to get more simple, more clear to, to the fact that till you can get to that elevator pitch that you can say really easily. Like, as you notice my book, this, the food one, yeah. it took me four sentences to tell you what it was about. Uh -huh. uh, whereas this, this one was a little clearer. I could say it's um, art wisdom presented in opposites. I can say Thanks. one sentence, right? Thanks. <laughs> but, um, you yes. can tell, you can tell a, a project that you're doing if it's not clear, if you can't elevate or pitch it really easily and you kind of go, oh, maybe it's this, I don't know. Well, it's complicated. Dude, I just had to phone a friend because I'm doing this 100-day interview series to launch the, like, the podcast and show to promote my my year-round teaching project but until I asked her to just listen to me explain it I didn't realize I should just call it art friend school uh -huh. I was trying to, I was trying to make it so poetic and complicated and she's like I don't understand what that is what is it I'm like no it's just a, it's where I'm just going to teach like for the next 10 years I'm just going to teach every month I'm going to teach a new class people are going to be members it's going to you know be this like intimate learning experience on tons of topics and she's like oh like a school you should call it school and I'm yeah. like oh duh <laughs> we're too close to our own I think, it, I think so. yeah possibility yeah yeah Totally. I hear you on that. And don't be embarrassed about it. I mean, you can be whatever you want to choose. But like, I go, I definitely go through that where I have, I just had to write an artist statement for this series of paintings that I'm installing on Sunday. And um, it just, we don't have to be so complicated. Well, the artist statement, you notice, that's one of the, um, one of the pages um, in my book is about writing the artist statement oh, cool. is the timeline is you actually write the artist statement at the end of doing the project because it takes you that long to figure out what you were doing like you yes. don't know what you're doing yeah. when you're doing it. yeah <laughs> I I love you I feel like we've I feel so much resonance and almost like same same like yeah I help people with in my mentoring program like we have to actually make all the work and we write the artist statement after they've like finish it because they don't necessarily know the work teaches us what we're doing yeah in a lot of ways you know yeah yeah and afterwards you're like oh that's right I did do something like this 10 years ago and I see how it all ties together now yeah <laughs> so fun to hear about some of these continuing threads in your career and thank you for coming and sharing so generously too about about the many chapters that you've had yeah um yeah, I think I, I sort of touched on all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'd love to have you back when I'm able to make this into a visual YouTube podcast and an audio podcast so we can show and tell your work again. And um, Great. so you've got your Patreon. Anything else coming up that you want to let people know about? Um, I don't know. No, I just, you can see my my fun little projects I do with paper on creative bug on there. It's like resource, creative bug resources blog. And I do one once a month, um, those, and it's just a little printable. It's like a little paper toy. It's so different from like the fine art painting, but it goes back to the problem solving and distilling that we were just talking about. So like whenever I did a, a blog project on my 
website doing this where I, um, every week for a year, for 52 weeks, I made a little paper toy out of a printable. So that's where this came from. Yeah. But, um, in order to do this, you have to distill everything down to like the fewest materials, the shortest instructions, the simplest technique, and just doing that really informs everything we were just talking about as far as, um, you know, writing the artist statement and what in fact I'm actually doing <laughs> with this project that instead of being able to touch, you know, because I want to make it out of ceramics and painting and, you know, sewing and everything, but actually, it really needs some focus. Uh, yeah. so that, that helps um, with the instructions and the distilling. So. Sounds like you, you really practice that. Well, I'd love to see more examples. And I'm really excited. This was one interview where it's this treat to we are meeting right now you know we're yeah. getting to know each other in this conversation and i just commit you for mm -hmm. your willingness and I, i'm so glad to know you now i love your platform and that you're just showing all the artists yeah as opposed to you know you have to have reached a certain level or been seen somewhere or something like that because especially because we're using you know i know i am i'm watching these while i'm painting <laughs> yeah a lot of people are They're like, yes, they work so, so great fun to have just someone who is you know a similar kind of level chatting with you and you know you yeah. can start when you need to and start up again <laughs> i'm so glad i'm so glad it's i feel very called to do it and i'm hoping that i can sustain it by launching the art friends school and have a really similar vibe in there that it, it it's it's inclusive and actually valuable for all levels because we need <laughs> it because we have the art brand Alliance for people who are at a, a certain level of like running a business and I think that's amazing and I don't want to like do anything close to that it's just it's more like having this having these conversations out in the open instead of just between close friends I think there's a lot of commonality yeah. that kind so I think you're kind of allowing yourself to be chatty as opposed to having to act super professional all the time and show your best side yeah that's just, I, that's what I'm on earth to do is to just be kind of a clown and, and liberate people by like tripping and falling or being going first or <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's the vibe for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was lovely to talk to you and um, I'm going to hit end on this and we'll debrief in zoom and then um, anyone watching, please comment and share and love up on Cleo and thank her for sharing. <laughs> so, so openly about her experience. All right. Thank you. Bye. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friends School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com.